podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-hosts are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. The only door you ever knocked down was to John Cena's bedroom, and he threw you out that same door. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Smack It Raw podcast, episode 65. I am your host, the warden, Matt Ritter. I am here with my co-host, Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer. What's happening, sir? Sir? When she said that shit, I was like, they let her say that on TV? Well, we're going to get back to that, and we're going to talk about it a little more. We got news and rumors first, but that was probably the soundbite of the week from WWE, so I wanted to use that for our intro. Listen, can can we skip to who's going over this week? Because No, we can't skip to who's going over. Okay. Uh, We need to talk about some shit. One thing we mentioned, Kevin Owens might be out with an injury last week. It's official. He actually had double knee surgery. I saw pictures on uh, Twitter that he posted. He said they were having a two-for-one sale at the doctor's office, so he got both knees done. Oh, so double knee means both knees, not two surgeries on one knee. Correct. So it sounds like he's going to be out for eight months. Yeah. Um, NXT UK premiered on the WWE Network at 3 p.m. today because apparently that's like 8 p.m. Say the date. Uh, today's date is 10, 17, 2018. Okay. Wednesday. So I'm assuming that's like 8 PM UK time, seven, eight. However, I don't know how those time zones work, but I think it was nighttime for them, but it's like three in the afternoon for us. Listen, sir, we don't have to acknowledge what time it is in their country. We won the war. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, speaking of winning the war, the last thing that we got to talk about in news and rumors real quick. WWE Crown Jewel may or may not happen from Saudi Arabia. We it's, have yeah, no it's, idea. It's some they stop sh- mentioning yeah. Saudi Arabia. It's some sh- yeah. They speak, they keep saying Crown Jewel, but they no longer say Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. So <laughs> apparently, the controversy is a lot of people have advocated that business no longer be done with Saudi Arabia because of the fact that. A guy was killed in the Saudi Arabian consulate. Supposedly, there's an investigation. It's pretty damning evidence. I guess you see the guy walk in and he never walks out. I mean, um, we've had guys killed in cities all over this country, you know, by, you know, official government employees. And we still have events there. So um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, I'm not going there. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, So it's up in the air. Uh, it sounds like we're still going to get Crown Jewel. We're still going to get this BS World Cup. Uh, but we don't know if it's going to be in Saudi Arabia or where the fuck it's going to be. So uh, stay tuned to find out about that. Yo, we got to November 2nd. We're just we're going to do it at Matt's house. <laughs> oh, also, that my house is not big enough to hold that kind of crowd. Yeah, we don't need uh, it. We'll use the whole neighborhood, and we'll just put the ring in your backyard. And, yeah. Uh, Mike Willis in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash smacking a raw posted uh, that they took down the tickets, uh, location, price, all that shit on WWE.com for the Saudi Arabia thing. Uh, So, like I said, who knows where it's going to be right now? Rumor is it won't be in Saudi Arabia, but they have not made an official statement yet. All right, Travis, let's get into Monday Night Raw, and we'll talk about what we started the show with because you look like you really want to talk about that. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given Ronda Rousey shit for not being able to cut a promo, and Monday Night Raw, boy, did she prove me wrong. She cut a fantastic (laughs) promo. Um, 
And it went on for so long. Like, yo, they gave them so much time. And did she deliver? (laughs) She did deliver. And like I said, I I was impressed because she's had what seems like issues with promos and it's just short promos. So to see her talk as long as she did and come back at the Bellas who came at her, it was a very entertaining segment. Yeah, she, uh, the one she th- stumbled a bit, but it's in the same time, it's like, yeah, she got tongue-tied, and then she recovered. So it was cool, you know? I do that shit all the time. It's normal. Yeah, yeah. It makes, it makes it feel more real. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did notice is somebody on Twitter posted a clip of that and said that uh, we're supposed to be having a women's revolution. Why is Ronda Rousey slut-shaming Nikki Bella? Now, oh, God. let me say. Oh, my God. <laughs> She said that the only door she's kicked down is John Cena's door, but I'm not, okay, I'm not a woman. I am not claiming to know anything about, maybe I'm wrong, maybe my perception's wrong. Maybe that is slut-shaming, but I don't look at it as slut-shaming because it's not like she said the only door you kicked down was the room to the men's locker room or something. Like, it's one guy that she was engaged to that she fucked. Like, I mean, me, if, if you want to compare, people could say the same thing about Triple H. He gets only door he kicked down was the door to Stephanie's bedroom. You know what I mean? Like, it's the, it's the same shit. That kind of sounds like rape when I say that out loud. But and, you know what I mean? Oh, we got to talk about that later, too. Uh, yeah, no, we're going to talk about rape later. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, God. Uh, no. So, I mean, like I said, it was a good promo. Um John Cena's bedroom, and then uh, we got to watch Ronda beat up and judo throw three male security guards in her pursuit, which was also great. That made I'm sure when they told her that she got to do that, that made her so happy. Because you think back to her run in UFC, she wanted to fight men that whole time. So, like, when she like, yo, you put me in the ring with men, I get to, like, judo throw them all over the place. It's right up there when she got to, like, you know, throw around Triple H that one time, you know? Actually, that Throwing around Triple H is definitely higher than throwing around these three jabronis. Yeah, but she got to throw around three people instead of one, you know? I will say I love the WWE's decision to use three male security guards and to not try and, like, get women's security guards so there's no male-on-female violence or vice versa. The fact that we treated the women the same way we treat the men. The men have male security guards. The women are going to have male security guards. We're not going to, oh, you're women, so you get women's security guards. Not that it would matter, but... That's just the standard they've set, and they stuck to it regardless. And Ronda yeah. took them out just Basically, like anyone else. Would. You get security guards, where you get some big motherfuckers. Like it's just, you know. You got anything else you want to say about Ronda Rousey and the Bellas and this story going in, which wasn't just, going to have a great build, but now I'm actually excited to see that match. I'm watching this. I was just. It lasted so long, and I was so surprised they gave him this much time. And then as it's going on, I just kept saying like, "Oh." They let her go there? Oh, wait. They letting you say this on TV? Oh, we're acknowledging this. Okay. Okay. Because there's things that she said in this, and it's just like, it's fucking true. Like, that whole thing where, like, you you use, like, you know, basically bullshit versions of your men's movesets. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Bree. Watered down versions of your men's movesets yeah like with the kicks like she does the kicks and she does the the the, the yes lock and all that no, kind she of did sh- knock the fuck out of Liv morgan with those kicks so 
yeah, not well, quite watered down. I mean, well, she well that happens when you botch the shit. But it's just you know, it's it's whatever. It happens. I'm not mad at her for that. But it's just like she's right though. Like even like you know Nikki when she does the well she doesn't do it anymore when she did the rack attack like she. <laughs> It was like, you know, oh, what does John Cena do? Let me do something that looks kind of like what he does. And then I'm well, just going to like change it. Hmm? That's the Rack Attack 2.0. That's the one she started doing after she couldn't do her original move because of her neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> it looks like, yo, come on now. Uh, I will say they're doing a great job building this match for Evolution. I was kind of against the idea. I wanted to see Ronda fight someone else. But now we've gone to a place where it is personal. And ladies and gentlemen, that always makes the storytelling and wrestling better is when you get personal. And the thing is, the belt they let the Bellas go ahead and go full heel. Like it's just, you know, like yo, we broke down barriers and all the complaints. And everybody who's watching knows you didn't break down shit. You just got a reality show. Like it's just. Oh, that's not true. I mean, Nikki was the longest reigning women's champion, and they really did kind of start to bring the WWE diva moniker out of the shadows. They were there post brawn panties matches. Yeah, they were, they were there, there the but the matches. thing that really got that going and they've said it before was Paige. Paige and AJ is what really did that. It wasn't the Bellas. It was Paige and AJ. But they were there and they were part of that give divas a chance thing, you know, before yeah. Paige came up and they actually gave them a chance. They were part of that whole whole ordeal and they were there after page when Nikki was the longest reigning divas champion so on and so forth so eh. we got to roll back Travis let's go back to the beginning of uh, Monday Night Raw which started off with uh, Team Braun they come out they're talking about the World Cup qualifiers that they had on Monday night which featured uh, Dean Ambrose versus Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins versus the, or no I'm sorry it was Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Um, they also kind of were talking about last week and whether or not Dean Ambrose is going to leave the shield or not. Rollins and Reigns show up. They don't have Dean with them. They're like, well, you know, Dean's on Dean time, blah, 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 blah. That's one of those things where, like, I, I think I talked about this last week. We're just like, yo, when, when your brothers or your boy or whatever, it's just like, yo, we'll have some infighting. But it's just like, you know, we have our shit going on. But in the meantime, we got to take care of family business. So we'll take care of that shit over there. And then we'll handle our shit. You know, I I never believed he was going to flip. So I was just. Well, it's still uh, we'll get into it, but we still got to see what's going on because we still haven't got it. He keeps saying he's with the shield, but he keeps uh, having issues and walking away. From his brothers, he's not happy. I have uh, issues with my brother all the time. That don't mean shit. Yeah, but you guys are actual blood brothers. You guys aren't just, like, you and me. Yeah, but I've had issues with you before, too. And look at this. We're doing this podcast. So who gives a shit? Yeah, well, thank you for that. Uh, we roll right into Rollins versus uh, McIntyre. Rollins won by count out because Ambrose finally did show up on Lunatic Time, uh, attacking Dolph Ziggler and distracting... Drew McIntyre allowing Rollins to deliver a curb stomp on the outside and get Drew McIntyre counted out. You know, what I really hope they do, and I don't think they will, is to do that kind of thing, like, you know, like guys tend to do sometimes. When you have an issue, sometimes you just got to fight it out. So, 
you know, just let him fight one time and we're cool and it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Let them do that. Like, yo, we're brothers. We don't, we're a little upset right now. Let's just fight one time real quick and then we're good. Well, we get to the backstage and it seems like Dean's super sensitive. Uh, Rollins makes a comment about how he's on lunatic time and he goes, oh, is that all I am to you is just a lunatic? What do you mean lunatic time? And he gets pissed off and he walks away. Um, so we still didn't really know what the deal was. We also had a, re- did you see the brothers of destruction promo that they recorded in the like boiler room? Yeah, I did. It was cool. It was a throwback, but I feel like having triple H and the undertaker and Kane. And I don't know if Shawn Michaels was there or not, but like having these guys around, we should get more interaction and less backstage shit. Was Undertaker there? About, huh? Was Undertaker there? Yeah, well, I oh, mean, he was at he was in the boiler room. Well, no, that he was, was a that was a pre-recorded package, though. Well, it was a pre-recorded package, and we know that, but it looked like they were shooting a promo from the boiler room. Not really, I because they, we like, they did a whole lot of cutting and all that. I think people knew that was a pre-recorded package. So he, he was, was also advertised with Kane to be responding, and it wasn't advertised that it'd be a pre-recorded package. So I think a lot of people were under the impression he was going to be there. I was under the impression he was going to be there. It wasn't going to be... Hard subject to change without notice, sir. And we're going to talk about that, too. I got some issues with SmackDown this week. Um, talked about Ronda. Dean Ambrose had his qualifier match. He lost to Dolph Ziggler. So Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins are the only two guys that are in this entire World Cup thing that aren't, like, relics of the past, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and this is the whole thing to determine the best in the world. I and mean, it's made up of a bunch of folks who basically done <laughs> used to be the best in the world but might not be anymore oh there's no might about it they're not <laughs> well during the match rollins comes down but dean kind of shoves him aside uh the shield ends up arguing on stage after the match so corbin comes out and decides that with all the issues that the shield are having and this is a perfect time to make a rematch of the rematch we had last week Third week in a row, main event. Well, not third week in a row, but third show in a row featuring Monday Night Raw, where the main event is the Shield versus Team Braun, which I really wish they'd come up with a name for this group, even though this group is kind of on the outs too, because I don't like calling them Team Braun. Like, they should have come up with something cool to call these guys, even if it was only for a few weeks. Yeah, and it's clearly it's not a team anymore, but go ahead. Well, Braun was addicted to Dolph Ziggler and Drew pretty much saying, oh, Travis, you froze. Oh, there you are. Can you, yep, you're there. Yeah. Your mouth is moving now. Um, pretty much saying, I'm the best, and you guys are potential screw-ups, so don't screw up or you're going to get these hands because I'm not dealing with the shit. It was interesting that he decided to turn on Dolph at the end because Dolph had another match earlier that night, and he won. Drew lost. For the World Cup. Like... <laughs> It's just like he didn't fuck up. He actually won his match against the Shield earlier. So if they lost, I wouldn't see him as being the weak link. But, you know. And we find out in the main event, which we'll talk about now since we're on the subject, that it's not Dolph Ziggler Braun should have been worried about. So we have our six-man tag team match. Um, Why does Roman Reigns always stop the cool double choke slam moment? Like, Braun Strowman was out there. He had both guys by the neck. 
I was like, yeah, double choke slam. And then, of course, Roman Reigns comes and Superman punches him and fucks it up. Listen, I really want to see Braun Strowman double choke slam. because Roman Reigns is the killer of all joy in WWE. That's just what he does. It's funny because during <laughs> during this whole show, well, even earlier, you know, when they were cutting their promo on the ramp, you know, everybody was with everything, you know, Seth Rollins was saying. And this happens every week. They hand the mic to Roman and the crowd immediately starts to boo. It's just when will they understand that the crowd is just not going to cheer for this guy? Just turn him heel. Like it is so simple. You give him a heel run, let him do that. And guess what happens? People will start to cheer for him. Well, and that's an interesting point you bring up, Travis, because then my question is, is Roman Reigns a heel? Like we all say we want him to be a heel. He's getting booed doing what he's doing. Does that make him a heel? There's, he may not be doing heel shit. He's not doing he heel shit. Now. He's doing heel sh- he's not doing heel shit, but he's also not being booked as a heel. He's still being booked as a babyface. And the thing is, you need to book him as a heel, let him do things and turn on the crowd and not try to act like he's still a good guy. Be, go ahead and be a heel. Give him that run as being the heel. Let the crowd give a have a reason to boo him for real other than they just don't like the booking. Like, just boo him for being who he is. Give him that, you know, that rock heel run, that stone cold heel run. Notice I named that stone two, cold heel run didn't really work out, but. The original stone cold heel run, the one before he, before he won the title. Okay. Is what I'm talking about. Because that's where he got his real, like, recognition when he was, you know, won the King of the Ring and beat, you know, Jake the Snake and he dropped that 316 reference, you know. Um, He was a heel at that point. He had that heel run then. He didn't become a face until, like, like uh, when he came back from his neck injury, you know. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, during this match, we had a lot of miscommunication on both sides. Uh, the Shield ended up getting the win, but... Braun, pissed off because he got accidentally Claymore kicked, decides to take his frustration out on Dolph Ziggler, who got pinned and lost the match. And got another and one. <laughs> Drew McIntyre then intentionally said, keep your hands off my buddy, and gave him another Claymore kick. So Drew was the guy that Braun should have his eye on, not Dolph. Makes sense to me. Seemed to me like Drew the whole time wasn't ever scared of Braun to begin with. So, Which people, I like about Drew. I like who, that about Drew. Yeah, there's some people you look at, you realize, yo, he don't see that shit. So. Um, what I didn't like was the promo that we had with Trish and Lita and Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. I didn't like it either. They cut Trish and Lita short. Mickey James and Alexa come out. Um, there's a whole lot of talk about practice, which I think is a basketball thing that I didn't get because I don't watch basketball. That was a reference to out to an Allen Iverson interview where they were getting on Allen Iverson for like, I think he like missed practice or like he like was half-assing in practice one time when he was playing for Detroit and he was just like, yo, y'all really getting on me about practice practice. <laughs> like not a game. Practice, because it was that was one of those things. Like this is back in the day when Allen Iverson was that dude, and yeah. you know, honestly, he was one. He didn't need to go to practice, so it was just 
he didn't give a shit, and he was like, I don't understand why y'all give a shit about whether or not I was at practice. And well, that was the reference they were making. I chuckled because I knew what they were doing. It I, was just one of those things like, I don't know why you're doing that now. <laughs> I know. I, I knew what they were doing because they mentioned it, but I didn't know it as per like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. This is funny. I oh, just yeah. I saw oh, that it's interview about basketball because they said Allen Iverson. And exactly. I, know Allen Iverson I saw. I was. I watched that interview, and it was just like it didn't even make me laugh as someone who knew what they were doing. But it was just one like ah, I see what you're doing. Okay. Once again, um, I don't know why you're doing that now, but okay. I do agree. I think that Trish and Lita should get some practice in before Evolution. I'm not sure how they're going to be at the performance obviously not on TV. They say they want some practice now. Uh, so Mickey and Alexa start coming down to the ring, but then because they're heels, they say, now fuck this, the which is actually second good. time in a night that we got that happening. Okay. We just had that. We had the same thing happen with the Bellas. <laughs> like, But see, at this point it was good. Like the Bellas were actually dressed to wrestle all these girls, except for Lita wearing heels and someone was going to break a fucking ankle before evolution. So I'm glad that they decided better because they are not getting I understand. In there. They're it's not- just like you do the same thing twice in one night. I'm like, yo, do y'all not communicate about what you're doing throughout the show? Like, come on. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I I, I get it. Uh, but it's the heel thing to do. It's just what heels doing it. It's formulaic, and it shouldn't be so formulaic. And they should mix it up to make it more interesting. But it's what we got. Well, saying they could have done that whole segment without that, though. That's what I'm. That's my point. Like they didn't even have to do that at all. Because the thing uh, another, is, the whole thing that's selling that match is the fact that it's the old school versus the quote new school, and it's just what another I, thing that was a little formulaic was we saw the Riot Squad backstage picking on Bailey and smearing ketchup and mustard all over Natalia's dressing room. No, we didn't. Before, oh, you did not see any of that. Nope. Did you see Natalia versus? Uh, nope. Ruby Riot. Nope. All right. Did you see Ember and Nia? Nope. Uh, did you see Kurt Angle? Yes. Okay, then we'll talk about that. Because <laughs> those two things were second. not good enough for Hulu. Well, you're going to be pissed about that. That might that might make you travesty, but we'll talk about that. Uh, oh, I know what my travesty is because I saw clips from something that didn't make the Hulu version. I am pissed, but go ahead. Kurt Angle's backstage. He's talking to Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. We get a little, uh, we get to see No Way Jose. Just chilling backstage with his fucking posse. I saw him. I'm like, hey, he does still work there. Okay. <laughs> Baron Corbin shows up, pissed off about last week, tells Kurt he's got a handicap match tonight against the AOP. I just had an idea. I want a tag team. No way, Jose and Adam Rose. Adam Rose is never going to work for the WWE again, so that ain't going to happen. Listen, I'm telling you what I want, all right? I'm not saying what's actually going to happen. I'm saying this is what I want. Well, you can pick up your copy of WWE 2K19 for the PlayStation and see if someone created Adam Rose. No way Jose's already there. You can make that tag team, and then you can run through the entire tag team division currently on that roster as No Way Jose and Adam Rose and even come up with a cool name for him. The Raw Tag Team Division, because the Raw Tag Team Division ain't shit. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, we're talking Kurt Angle here. So... uh we get the Conquistador versus AOP, and just like it was clear that it was Kurt Angle the last time, it was clearly not Kurt Angle yeah. this time. Yeah. Um, which was a little disappointing, but Baron Corbin's out on stage. He brings a chair out. He's sitting there enjoying 
the destruction, and then the AOP gets the orders from Drake Maverick to rip the mask off. Just some dude, no idea who the fuck it was. Some random dude. Uh, Kurt Angle shows up. Angle slams Corbin on the stage in his like Hawaii vacation shirt and khaki shorts. I don't know what because Corbin's not going to be in the World Cup tournament, so I don't know what we're doing here. With uh, they must be building to maybe a match at Survivor Series or something. Yeah, where eventually, gonna we're going to get a match with Kurt Angle versus Corbin. It's going to happen, but yeah. Um. All right. I think. Can you think of anything else we haven't talked about that you saw on Raw? Nope. Okay. I think we're going to start. Not good enough for Hulu. And I'm doing it that way because you don't have the soundboard with a cool not good enough for Hulu thing that we can hit when it's time for not good enough for Hulu. So that's the best I can do on short notice. Um, Elias Apollo Cruz. Negative. Uh, Elias came out. Apollo Crews interrupted him. He was like, hey, everyone else interrupts you. So I figured it was my turn. Elias says Apollo Crews ain't shit. And then Apollo Crews showed us that maybe he is. He military pressed him, did his little standing moonsault, showed off a little bit. Didn't he Didn't he break off from Titus? Is he still with Titus? What's going on? There? I believe Titus canceled Titus Worldwide. Titus Worldwide <laughs> is over, which is why I think we got this segment, because we're trying to do a little something with Apollo on his own now. Okay. Because I saw a clip of Titus with Apollo and he was like, they were like, it was from a house show though. So it was just like, they were walking back and they saw some kid, I guess it was like a make a wish kid or something like that. And they saw him at ringside, lift him over the rails and shit. And like, you know, raise his hand when they were like doing poses and shit with him and all that. So I don't know. That's why I was curious. Like, are they doing Titus worldwide anymore? What's going on there? Last we heard, Titus Worldwide said it's over, he's done, he's out. Or maybe Apollo. They said they squashed it. I know Dana Brooks definitely not a part of it anymore. What's she doing? She's now wrestling instead of wearing pencil skirts. Um, Whoever they put her up against. She was on the last couple shows. Didn't see it. I know. We talked about it. It wasn't good enough for Hulu. (laughs) Um, Actually, she wrestled this week. And while you said it, we'll talk about that. We had Ember Moon with her new... BFF slash tag team partner Nia Jax take on the returning Tamina Snuka. Yes, I heard she returned. And they didn't put that shit on Hulu, and I'm pissed. With her tag team partner Dana Brooke, and we had a nice little showdown between Nia and Tamina in the ring, which was very entertaining. Had to this watch that also, shit on YouTube. This was also the point in time where they told us that there was going to be a women's battle royal with a future opportunity at a women's championship for the winner at Evolution, which I'm sure is the way they're going to shove all the women because they promised us at least more than 50 women into it. But as of right now, what has been confirmed is the Iconics, Lana, Naomi, Asuka, Nia Jax, Tamina, Ember Moon, Dana Brooke, and Alicia Fox, as well as Tori Wilson, will be in that battle royal. Alicia Fox is going to win that thing. We'll see. No, she's not. Um, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> Did you see the Bobby Lashley thing? No, and that's what I was talking about earlier when I'm pissed that they're still not putting Bobby Lashley on this fucking shit. 
Like, he wrestled Tyler Breeze. And he doesn't Tyler matter. They, they're in the middle of this Bobby Lashley heel turn. And if you want to get this man over as a heel, you need to put his ass on fucking TV. And that includes Hulu. He came out and got in Finn Balor's face, so maybe we'll see some Finn Balor versus... Because uh, this was after the Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal match, yeah. and I'm also sure you didn't see. I didn't see that either. Well, we had the return of uh, Samir Singh. I think it's Samil and Samir, the Singh brothers. One of them was out on an injury. They're both back now. Balor beat Jinder Mahal. I don't know why we I keep doing this. I managers got injured, man. Like That was one of those things. I remember when it happened. I was like, I didn't even know that was possible. But go ahead. Lashley came out, got in Balor's face. Then he had his match with Tyler Breeze, and he won that. Leo Rush did Leo Rush shit. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, last but not least, and this might be your travesty of the week, even though you said you have one. As I said earlier, uh, Natalia had a scheduled match against Ruby Riot. We see backstage the Riot Squad picking on <coughs> Bailey, saying that without Finn Balor and without Sasha Banks, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Bailey's nothing. Bailey's not special. Bailey's just some girl. Then we see them smearing ketchup and mustard all over Natalia's door before the match for some reason. Uh, the riot squad comes out. Natalia comes out. Natalia's like, listen, I came out, but I'm not coming out alone. Cue the boss and hug connection. Cause not only did Tamina come back and it wasn't good enough for Hulu, Sasha Banks came back. And it wasn't good enough for motherfucking Hulu. And I really, I thought it would be. So I didn't have it in the not good enough for Hulu yeah, section. Yeah, yeah, They didn't put that on there either. I thought Sasha Banks' return and this whole thing, which here's I think thing. is going to lead to be- a six-woman tag team match. Here's the thing. I try, you know, is, you know, I know it's impossible, but I try to stay on Blackout until I watch this on Hulu. I didn't know Sasha Banks came back. Are you fucking you kidding me? Yep, she did. That's why I said this might be your travesty of the week, Travis. Is it your travesty of the week? No, it's not, but I already have one. Okay. And it's just, mm, this would be up there had this not been the week that it was. Well, as of right now, ladies and gentlemen, what's not good enough for Hulu, uh, we got Elias and Apollo Crews, Balor versus Jinder Mahal, Lashley Tyler Breeze, Ember Moon and Nia versus Tamina Snuka and Dana Brooke and Natalia beating Ruby Riot by DQ with the Boston hug connection at her side, which is probably setting up for evolution, which I would have put on Hulu over the Kurt Angle segment, but I don't program. So that is what was not good enough for Hulu this week. I think a lot of that was, you should definitely at least go check out those women's segments. If not everything I talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know about that. I'll go to YouTube. I'm sure some of that is there. Is your not good enough, or I'm sorry, is your uh, travesty part of SmackDown? Yes. Good, because we're going to talk about SmackDown. We're going to talk about SmackDown 1000 not featuring. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, your king is here. And I have some words. I have a decree. WWE. This week was SmackDown 1000. And I must say, how dare you? How dare you celebrate the 1000th episode of SmackDown? 
The Rock's show and not feature The Rock on SmackDown. I don't give a fuck what he was doing. I don't care if he was filming a movie. I don't care if he was on the other side of the fucking planet. If he's in China somewhere, you get on a goddamn plane and you fly to wherever he is and at least record a goddamn video package with this man. I don't give a fuck if you got to fly to the fucking moon. You get the rock on this show. I don't want a fucking tweet from the rock. I don't want you to just, you know, say the rock wishes you well on the show that he named the word smackdown is in the goddamn dictionary because of the rock all right you reached episode 1000 of this show on the rock's back do better in in replacement of him what did you put on this smackdown 1000 granted it was an you know an interesting segment but you put evolution on this shit. When was evolution on SmackDown? Evolution was on Raw. Evolution wanted Batista to go to SmackDown when he won the Rumble. But that's about as close as evolution gets to SmackDown. Do better. And with that, your king has spoken. And this is the travesty of the week. Well, now that Travis is, uh, the King has made his decree and said his piece. Uh, that's where Travis and I differ because personally it's not on the WWE that the rock wasn't there. It's on the motherfucking rock. This is his show. It's his schedule. If he wanted to be there, he would have been there. The WWE is not going to be like, no rock. You can't come on. He chose not to show up. He ju- decided that shit was more important than being on his show for the 1,000th episode, Hollywood Dwayne Johnson is too good for his wrestling fans. That's not what happened. If you have contractual obligations, you have to be where your contractual obligations put you. So He knew that the 1,000th episode of SmackDown was coming up. He could have done the math and figured out when it was. He could have cleared his schedule. He chose not to. It was not important enough to him. Neither were his fans seeing him on his show Named after the word that he got put in the dictionary. Oh, it, was, it clearly choice. wasn't important enough to WWE either because they said fuck it. So it's his. Yeah, it's choice his. To be on the it's show. his words and it's his. It's their choice to put him on it. SmackDown 1000, all in all, was I think a little disappointing from what we've saw from you know Raw 25 and Raw 1000 and the lengths that they've gone. I feel like they didn't really go all out for SmackDown and it is the B show, quote unquote, but. There were some cool things like the opening segment. We got the return of Truth TV, episode two. We had Carmella tell us that Truth TV got canceled after the first episode. We got like three dance breaks during this bitch. And it was a dance break for every McMahon that showed up. Yo, what's great about Truth TV, this show can just go on forever. And here's the thing, even if it's bad. They have a built-in mechanism to, to, to save it every time. All they got to do, if they start losing the crowd, just say dance break, and they do a fucking dance break, and they automatically get the crowd back. Get the crowd back. It is so perfect. I know that may or may not have been planned, but they have that built in now. 
And maybe it's just me, but I feel like the only reason dance break is so over is because of Carmella. I really don't think it's our truth dancing that's got the crowd hooked. Nobody wants, nobody cares about our truth dancing. You're right, but still, whatever works, man. Uh, what didn't work was the pairing of AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan to take on the Usos. I was actually surprised and happy for the Usos. Day one ish. It's not Listen. often that a tag team like the Usos gets a win over two former, well, one current world champion and one former world heavyweight champion, but, WWE champion. But the reason why they won, I appreciate that. Like, they they won because they were a team. And it's just that simple. They won because they were a team that worked together and trusted each other. And because of that, they won over two great singles competitors who didn't know each other and trust each other. I agree, and that's fantastic storytelling, and I commend the WWE for doing that because normally you stick those two guys together and those guys are going over. Um, We had a backstage segment where Paige was greeted by all of the former... Wait, hold on. Do you want to say anything about the McMahons? Like what? In that opening segment? I don't know. We, We had Vince, we had Shane, we had Stephanie. Yeah, they were all there, but who cares? They didn't do anything. Well, I like the fact that Vince hung out right next to R-Truth. I think R-Truth even touched him, and he didn't get fired. So big ups to Truth for that, because we know how that goes. Vince don't like yeah. black guys touching yeah. him. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't dig on the, on the black guys. We had guys. Shane dancing with Carmelo, which I thought Vince was going to do. Like, of the three, yeah, that's I usually Vince's going thing. right to Carmelo. Yeah, that's, that's usually Vince's thing, but he didn't. Um, And Vince called for a dance break, which means I, I have to believe that Truth TV is over with Vince yeah, as well as the rest of us. Yeah, sounds like Vince is on board with Truth TV, which means it's not going anywhere. I like that. That does make me happy. You're right. We probably should have like spent a little bit more time about the about the McMahons. I don't, okay. you know, it was cool seeing them all there. I'll say that. But, but, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, we also, as I was saying, had Paige backstage with all of the, well, not all of the, but a group of former GMs. I don't think John Laurinaitis was ever a SmackDown GM, but he was there. He was. There was a time. power in the blue shirt. There was a time when he On was Smackdown? a GM. Yeah, he was a, there was a time when he, like, something happened, and he ended up being the GM of both Raw and SmackDown at the okay. same time. I know he was it Raw was brief. GM. I didn't know he was SmackDown. Yeah, it was brief. It was brief. But there was a period of time where he, like, something happened in some match, and he ended up being, like, the GM of both Raw and SmackDown. If you all remember what happened, put it in the comments. Let us know. Like, remind us what happened and why, you know, Johnny Ace was GM of SmackDown and Raw. Also, because he mentioned putting it in the comments, I forgot about this earlier. If you know why what Ronda Rousey said was slut-shaming, please let us know in the comments because I'm still confused about that. And so I meant am I. to ask you guys to do that. So am I. Um, anyway, Teddy Long, Vicky Guerrero, Paige, Johnny Laurinaitis kind of came in and ruined it. That's what he does. Um, nice little backstage segment, but we didn't get a whole lot of our GM, nor did we get a whole lot of the commissioner who actually showed up for a show on this show, but they were there. Travis, you said it, evolution, reunion, and during this, you can tell from – the moment he walked out on the stage and everything he did all the way down, the, Batista was really fucking happy to be here. I have a, I, I got a statement to make about this whole evolution thing. Also, outside of the fact that they were, you know, a raw, raw, not a raw faction, not a SmackDown faction, they didn't even come out really as evolution. Because if you remember evolution suits, 
Exactly. They were always dressed to the nines in suits, clean as fuck, very nicely trimmed with their hair and their beards and all that kind of shit. They were clean as fuck. They were the four horsemen of the new generation. Triple H would flat iron that shit. Exactly. His long hair was always pressed and just, just as, 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 as the black woman would say, it was, it was laid, you know? Um, but the thing is like the way they came out today, like, I think like Randy Orton and Ric Flair remembered what they were doing, but then Triple H and Batista just forgot that they were part of evolution. Well, Triple H is coming out for evolution, but he's also now part of the return Generation X. I don't give a Maybe shit. Maybe he's confused as to what he's supposed to do. I don't do. give a fuck what his excuse is. Do it right. If you're going to come out as, with evolution, you need to be evolution. As far as Batista goes, Batista was just happy to be there. I don't think he gave a shit about being part of evolution. I think he was just happy to be back on WWE TV. Well, he also knows he's on the verge of getting kicked out of the MCU, so you know. Not No, he's not on the verge of getting kicked out. He's on the verge of leaving. He has said himself if we don't use James Gunn's, James Gunn's script because he may or may not do Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I'm not doing it. Recast me. Write me out of the story. I don't care. I'm not doing it without James because it's not Guardians without James. Very few people are as loyal to anybody as Batista is to James Gunn. But <laughs> That's a lot of fucking money you're just throwing out the door. He, he's just... But I heard he's getting like he's gotten calls and stuff from DC about doing some shit for them. So yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, Bane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Because if uh, he gets kicked, if he leaves the MCU and goes on to do Bane, the movie might not do so well, but he'll get paid. <laughs> so so we're talking evolution. Um, like I said, Batista's really happy to be out there. There have been rumors for a long time. Batista said it in interviews that if he came back, he'd want to come back and he'd want to fight Triple H. I don't know if it was planned or not. It probably was, but he definitely alluded to that fact. He came out. He talked about how great everyone in Evolution is and what Randy Orton's accomplished and how amazing Ric Flair is. And he said, Triple H is a 14-time world heavyweight champion. He has done everything to, you can do in this business except beat me. Yeah, he spent just, all that time going on and on. He was just like, you know, spent all that time sucking Triple H's dick, and then he bit it. Like, it was just... <laughs> And what was so great about that is is not what Triple H or Batista did. It was Randy during Orton. that when Randy Orton said, okay, and backs up. Yeah. And I was just like, he stepped out the way like, I ain't part of this. I ain't in it. Go ahead. My name Bennett. I ain't in it. Like, they hugged, though. So Triple H still was kind of side-eyeing. Gave him the side-eye, yeah. They can't really get into anything because Triple H is now embroiled in this embroiled in this feud with uh, the Brothers of Destruction. So this may go somewhere, maybe around WrestleMania, but as of right now, I think it's just a little taste of what might come or a little tease to see if the fans want it. Who knows? That's, Triple H doesn't look like he's leaving the ring anytime soon. That's not what I want from Triple H at WrestleMania. WrestleMania, because they teased us with this a, a while ago. I want Triple H versus The Rock at WrestleMania. If The Rock can't come back for SmackDown 1000, he ain't coming back for WrestleMania 36. You can just suck a dick on that. WrestleMania is the big show, sir. Yeah, and SmackDown's The Rock's show, sir. Once again, that's on Rock w- didn't make WrestleMania. He made motherfucking SmackDown, and he was too good for that shit. He made two WrestleManias in a row when he wanted to. 
So uh, he had help with that. That that mm. he made two WrestleManias in a row. Three actually. He made three WrestleManias in a row. WrestleMania we'll is the big show. It's the if granddaddy of them all. If he was going to come back, he would have came back and tag team with Ronda for that match instead of having Kurt do it. Because that's what would have made sense. The Rock's coming back. Don't worry about it. He comes back when it makes sense for him. He's got to do Fast and the Furious 8 and then the spinoffs or 9 or whatever they're on now. Hobbs and Hobbs and what's the Hobbs and what's the fuck is his name? Hobbs and Statham. We're not talking about that. We got to roll on because we still got to talk about the pilot episode. What is Jason Statham name in that shit? Um... We had the Miz versus Rusev as a qualifier oh, for this ignore the greatness round. of the Rock and move on. Go ahead. Miz versus Rusev in a qualifying match for the World Cup. Aiden English came out and caused a distraction. He got kicked Fucking in the dick for him. it. Uh, and then Rusev went after him. Miz gets the win. Was Kurt Angle on commentary for that match? No. There was somebody on commentary, and it, it was like weird because like they came back from commercial break. And, like, they were just kind of starting the matchup. Or maybe I missed the entrances. But I swear to God, they were talking to somebody on commentary during that match. It was very strange setup, I felt. Maybe you're just crazy because, yeah. Okay. Um, What wasn't crazy was not only did we have a king make his declaration about SmackDown 1000, but during the tag team title match between The Bar and The New Day, we had... Two kings on commentary, Booker T and Jerry the King Lawler. King Booker and Jerry the King Lawler tag team commentary. I don't want to talk about this match. Tag team title match that the bar won after the big show came down and raised the bar to seven foot tall. Listen, when he came out there, I was just like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Because he stopped them from putting... Kofi through the table. When they went to help Kofi up, I'm like, he's about to choke slam him through this table. Oh, clearly, yeah. He is about to choke slam him through this table. Yep, there he goes. He's choke slamming him through the table. Oh, and they're going to lose. Pissed. They're going to lose this match because now B- Big E is looking at him and be like, oh my God, you just choke slam my boy through the table. And there we go. Yep, yep, that's it. The bar is now the tag team champs and they got the big show with the bar now consists of three men. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, they had a little backstage thing where just the bar's like, all right, Big Show, let's go. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll go with you. Like, it might just be this thing they're doing with the Big Show where he does whatever the fuck he wants. And at that point, he decided to help two white guys beat three black guys, which worries me because we could be starting a race war here. WWE, tread carefully. Tread Makes carefully. sense. You know, you got, you know, you got the Irish guy, you got the bald white guy. And the Swiss bald white guy well the swiss guy is irrelevant he doesn't get he doesn't care he just goes wherever the wind blows but you know the irish and the bald white guys are always the ones that are just like ah take down the black guys because you know not that bald white guy okay um (laughs) we had not only those of you who are just listening right now matt pointed at himself i'm not counting him in that matt's family he doesn't count I would never try and take down the black guy. Never. Never. Not only do we have uh, Truth TV, but we had uh, the return of the cutting edge with Edge, we where did. Edge tried to plead 
with whatever remnant of good person was left in Becky and explain to her that everything he did cost him his friendships and he has all this stuff to look at and all these memories to have, but he has no one to share them with except for his wife and children who he did not mention or his best friend Jay that he has a podcast with, which he also didn't mention. Go ahead, Travis. And he's also in the Hall of Fame. And he's also in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, so he does still have some people. Like, but the best part about this was Becky just like <laughs> flipping it on him and saying, get the fuck out of my ring. Like, I like who I am. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, yo, I hear all that, but fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Friends suck. Give me titles. Get the fuck out of my ring with your bullshit. Like, it was great. And then, of course, Charlotte came down and ruined it because she's a fucking flair and she's supposed to be the good guy. So she had to do her good guy. Because that's what flares do. Flares try to take the spotlight from everybody. I get it. That's fucking flair. But whatever. They brawled. It was what it was. I really enjoy, I just, everything they do with Becky just works. It was great. Like the smirk on her face and her being like, I like who I am. Fuck off. Get out of my ring, peasant. Like, oh, it was fantastic. Um, Oh, I didn't mention this and I wanted to mention this. The bar won the tag team titles. I know you don't want to talk about that, but what you will want to hear is I saw on Twitter before we started the podcast, Nicholas posted something on Twitter about how the bar Nicholas from WrestleMania okay. and Braun Strowman. I thought so. I'm like, is that who you're talking about? Go ahead. It's not his official Twitter, so I don't know if it was him, but a WWE superstar liked the tweet. I think it was uh, Nia Jax said something like, get him, Nicholas. He said, congrats on winning the tag team titles of SmackDown 1000. Too bad you couldn't do it at WrestleMania. And I died. Oh, I died. Oh, it was fantastic. Good shit, Nicholas. Um... <laughs> Rey Mysterio beat Shinsuke Nakamura in another qualifier, so now we've rounded Who out the Who didn't see that coming? Oh, everyone saw that coming. It's his first <laughs> match back. He's winning. He's going booyaka, to the World Booyaka, booyaka. He's in there. Yeah. Um, and then, after the match, we had, and you're not going to believe these words coming out of my mouth, the biggest fucking waste of time. The Undertaker wasted five minutes to walk down to the ring to say, rest in Peace. And closed the show. And Travis, I love The Undertaker. I love The Undertaker with all my heart. I love The Undertaker more than I love some of my family members. But this was some dumb bullshit. Speaking of family members, we got to talk after we close this. But go ahead. Okay. Um, also, Michelle McCool was advertised repeatedly. Did not make it onto SmackDown. I saw some stuff on Twitter where she's like, I really wish I could be there. And everyone's like, you're supposed to be. And she goes, yeah, it's not up to me. I'm not on the show anymore. And they're like, your fucking husband's there. Like, why don't you just come out with your husband? She goes, I'm not there. It's not on me. She's Hard subject training. to change without notice. <laughs> yeah. She's apparently going to be at evolution. This would have been the perfect time to bring her out and have her fucking challenge somebody or do something for evolution or make an announcement, but they didn't. Now we got one week before evolution. We've got three title matches. The May Young Classic Speaking finals. Speaking of which, have I talked about how inconsiderate it is? For WWE to hold the Evolution pay-per-view the same weekend that Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out. You have, because we talked about how we're going to do a post-show, and you're like, I'm not happy about it, but I'll be there. Yeah, because I'm still upset. Well, let me ask you this, Travis. Who is going over this week? Going over this week? Well, here's the thing. So many great things happened this week. 
But as far as who's going over, I gotta say Ronda Rousey. I love it when they do shit like that, and props on her for actually cutting a great promo. Yes. Who's jobbing out this week? It hurts. It hurts to say this. Are we going to agree on this? The New Day. New Day? You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Ronda Rousey's going over, and the New Day is jobbing out this week. All right, Travis, how much time we got left? We have about eight minutes. Well, seven minutes. All right. Uh, seven. Okay. We watched the pilot episode for SmackDown, not the first episode. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people talk about the first episode of SmackDown, which is the famous Rock versus Triple H with Shawn Michaels kicking him where you have the set. But that was in August of 1999 before that they had the pilot episode of smackdown in april of 1999 or as i like to call it raw blue because really it was monday night raw and they just changed the lights to be blue they didn't even change the ring ropes this is where we got the formation of the corporate ministry not only the corporate ministry we also got the debut they didn't name them but we also got the debut of the union that is correct which is part of a list of guys that we're not going to talk about their matches, but a list of guys that we got to see on SmackDown that I was happy to see, which include Test, Shamrock, and The Big Show, because they were out of the corporation. We also saw Big Boss Man, Mankind, Mankind, Jeff Jarrett, The Blue Blazer, The Godfather, and Val Venus, who we will talk about, D'Lo Brown, Mark Henry, and Ivory, Um, Test, Draz, Albert, The New Age Outlaws, X-Pac, Old School Kane, the brood, a lot of shit. Please go check this out. Oh my god, if you are a fan I of do. The Attitude Era, so much, dude. I was watching it. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is so good. Why can't we still have this? Like, it's just, oh, it really and hurts had- going back and watching stuff like this because just like it reminds me of what they used to give us, and it's ah. We also had Michael Cole and Jim Cornette on commentary, which was interesting. Yeah. Because I don't, I didn't remember Jim Cornette as a commentator. Me neither, but apparently it happened. Uh, Vince and Steph start the show off, and Stephanie gives us a moving speech that would have been good enough if it was real to be part of the Me Too movement <laughs> about how she was abducted and touched and felt and uncomfortable and basically she said that the undertaker almost raped her this is back when we were supposed to have sympathy for stuff now fast forward to today when we all boo stuff (laughs) yeah uh this was also before her breast implants uh we also got oh it was you should have paid attention i paid attention i'm just fucking with you i know (laughs) um we also got vince mcmahon thanking stone cold steve austin and as we all know this is all a ploy because we're going to find out it was me austin it was me. All that is along. correct. That the corporate ministry and the ministry itself is run by the higher power, which happens to be Vince. So this is just some weird, elaborate, long drawn out scheme. You all fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Which I get, and I would have saw, especially in our main event, which was tag team main event, ladies and gentlemen, for the pilot episode of SmackDown. The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Versus Triple H and The Undertaker. Listen. 
whose dick do I have to suck to get the caliber of main event on SmackDown like we got in the pilot? Sir! Sir! That main event went to shit, though, with the corporate ministry coming out. Who cares? We had the Rock and Stone Cold against Undertaker and Triple H. Yeah, but you're Jesus. bitching about getting Undertaker and Kane versus Degeneration X. Yeah, that's 78 years later when they're like old and 88-year-old men. I don't want that shit. Well, we got to roll on, Travis. I got a couple minutes here before we got to wrap up. Uh, so that got, uh, they ran through, ruined that. Didn't ruin the main event, but it came out. Vince ended up showing up after he supposedly left the building, and he took a fucking chair shot for Stone Cold. He is going all out to hide this whole thing. Um, we also got to see the New Age Outlaws versus X-Pac and Kane for the tag team titles. Kane has trust issues. Billy Gunn doesn't give a shit about anybody but the tag team titles. He don't give a shit about Road Dog. He don't give a shit about X-Pac. This is, of course, after Triple H left the New Age or uh, Degeneration X. So DX is technically just the New Age Outlaws and X-Pac. And X-Pac is tag team partners with Kane, who is not part of the New Age Outlaws or DX or anything. Very weird thing they did here. Yeah, it was just a thing, too, where it later turns into like a tag team with X-Pac and Road Dog. Like it's just, and, tr- and Billy Gunn leaves. So it's just, it's weird. We had the brood. Uh, Gangrel's awful on the mic. Edge saved it. We also got a bloodbath on Michael Hayes, a.k.a. Doc Hendricks. Yeah. Love the bloodbath. Yeah, it was cool because we've, we've heard it documented before about this promo here where Gangrel fucked it up and Edge saved it. and we got to Because see Gangrel was supposed to be the breakout star and he just couldn't cut that fucking promo. Yeah, and Edge came in. We are the unholy trio. Yeah. Um... And last thing I want to talk about real quick, uh, we had Val Venus versus the Blue Blazer, who we all have heard is supposedly Owen Hart. But if Blue Blazer is Owen Hart, then I am the rack, and I can guarantee you I am not the rack. So there is no way the Blue Blazer is Owen Hart, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. And I wish people would stop besmirching the Blue Blazer's name. I know for a fact from Mordecai's blog that the Blue Blazer actually retired after Owen Hart dressed up as him and died in the ring out of respect. Just like Peter Parker is not Spider-Man. Go ahead, continue. Uh, what was great about this was, after the match, apparently there was an Intercontinental title match where apparently when the Godfather won, Deborah became a hoe. So the Godfather came out to collect his hoe, Deborah. You would never <laughs> get this shit in the WWE. Travis, how did you enjoy watching the pilot episode of SmackDown? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. It was cool to go back and look at it because I hadn't watched it in a while. Probably since, like, you know, that episode. (laughs) It was very fun to watch. I suggest you guys go. I enjoyed it, too. Uh, You guys can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' Raw. Also, Creation Magazine. Uh, You guys can find it at facebook.com slash Creation Magazine. Travis is on Instagram and Twitter at SirCussalot. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. I am only on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Also, while you're on Creation Magazine, we've got a bunch of content. Super Flashy Arrow's back, so please go check that out and enjoy that. Look for the Creation Conversation. For Travis Pointer, I am your host, the Warden Matt Ritter. We are Smackin' Raw, and we are that damn good. <laughs>